Listener's discretion is advised. So listening here tonight on the Saturday edition of Random Stuff, back to its regularly scheduled weekend, two-episode weekend that is, Saturday and Sunday. We're gonna start off with some frowny frown from Kimmel because of his arch nemesis Matt Damon being nominated for a Golden Globe for that movie, the documentary, not the documentary, but like a biography movie about Nike, how Nike created Air Jordans. And here's that, uh, that uh, salty, pissy reaction from Kimmel himself. Some nights, it's harder to do the show than others some nights. Sometimes bad things happen, and you know, when they do, we try to make sense of them. But then we have situations like this morning that make no sense at all. I actually had to ask myself, how can we live in a society where something like this is allowed to happen? Best performance by a male actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Matt Damon, air. Uh, what gives, you know? What gives? Another stain on the so-called Golden Globes. Man, Kimmel has to be crying down the river for this uh, one. Imagine how Kimmel would have reacted if Damon got snubbed. He would have went on a pool and just celebrated and probably pee on Matt Damon's house. Now, speaking of uh, reactions, now, a lot of people when uh, they tune in to Monday Night Football last Monday on December 11th, when the New York Giants defeated and upset the Green Bay Packers, who, at one point, were undefeated under Matt LaFleur during the month of December. That is, for the Packers, that is, until Monday night when the Giants defeated them after a game-winning field goal. And also with uh, the help of also the third-string quarterback of the New York Giants, Tommy DeVito. And boy, that's not the only thing that happened. Everything got overshadowed because of DeVito's agent. Yes, and one person in particular, Fallon, also reacted to this uh, moment. The overshadowing moment, that is. Uh, switching gears last night, the New York Giants had a thrilling comeback win. Thanks to their third, you see this? Their third-string quarterback, an undrafted rookie from New Jersey, named Tommy DeVito, who everyone calls Tommy Cutlets. This is true, Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, meanwhile, DeVito's agent was at the game, and well, can we just see a photo of his agent? That's, 
That's the agent for Tommy Cutlets? Are you serious? Yeah. Not every day you see a mob boss in friendship bracelets. Um... Well, very interesting. Now, a lot of people are asking, who the fuck is the name of Tommy DeVito's agent? Well, his name is Sean Stellato. Yes, Sean Stellato, who dressed up in that uh, private investigator style with the friendship bracelet. I mean, what? He wore a friendship bracelet. Wow. I'll tell you what. That's a thing of beauty. Every time we see something new and have to learn every name of the book. Yeah. How many names have we had to learn this season on the National Football League? I mean, a lot. Not just in the quarterback position, but also any other position in the gridiron football world. Now, let's transition now to what happened on Tuesday. What an unexpected uh, visit from the Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky when he got to talk to President Joe Biden. And, uh, well, I'll let uh, Fallon talk to you about that one. Uh, well, guys, some big news from Washington. Uh, today, President Biden hosted Ukrainian President Zelensky at the White House uh, when he asked for money and support. Zelensky said, sorry, Joe, I got my own problem. <laughs> At this point, the U.S. hasn't agreed to give Ukraine any more funding. Then Zelensky saw the White House's 98 Christmas trees and was like, yeah, I can tell money's tight, but... Uh... Well, the money has been tight ever since the money has to be distributed everywhere all around the world. Yeah. And now with all the other moments that have happened, especially the Trump lawsuits, which reminds me, We'll just have to do an impromptu one. Damn it. We're gonna have to go impromptuly to the breaking news segment that is the breaking news edition of Meanwhile called... Breaking Meanwhile. Which also means that we're gonna impromptly get to that segment. It is a segment once ran by Stephen Colbert during Donald Trump's European tour called... Why in the world is Donald Trump? Well, it's not that long, but we have to do it in a monologue because of all the other things that I already have planned. But you know how Trump says, I and I alone can fix it. Well, he's probably uh, evading that since he got indicted four times on all the other things. And, you know, he says he's willing to testify. And, uh, you know what? We'll have Kimball explain that one for me. And then we have Donald Trump, who undoubtedly wants to pardon himself. He ignored his lawyer's advice. He agreed to testify at his $250 million fraud trial in New York today, a decision that was trumpeted emphatically last week by his lawyer slash hype lady. He still wants to take the stand, even though my advice is at this point, you should never take the stand with a gag order. But he is so firmly against what is happening in this court and so firmly for the old America that we know, not this America, that he will take that stand on Monday. He will open himself up to whatever they want because he's not afraid. People that are afraid cower. President Trump doesn't cower. We'll be back on Monday. Right. Okay. So that was Thursday. <laughs> Guess who opted not to testify today? I'll give you a... Guess who is standing? 
decided to cower. Well, that's right. Fatlock was nowhere to be seen. He posted it. He didn't show up because he had nothing more to say about it. And then posted all day about it, a hundred different things. I don't get it. It's not like Trump, he doesn't go back on his word. He must have had, maybe his volunteer work took him away from it. I don't know. But Trump had plenty to say on Saturday. He was at a gala for New York Young Republicans where he treated the crowd to a very normal, uh, very rational thought. And I was just asking Secret Service, how the hell do they know I'm in the car? Because we have windows this thick. They're like really good. Very good. I have guys walking up to that thing. If they held a little thing, I'd say, go ahead, shit, shit. You know what happens? The bullet bounces back and kills them. That's what I, I got him. They say, I got this guy. I got him. Go ahead and shoot. Here I am. Shoot. Bing, bong. That's the end. I like when he does his own sound effects. Bing, bong, that's the end. <laughs> then he floated another new one about the imagined shadow governments in what they call the deep state. Our mission in this race is to win a historic and powerful mandate to take back our nation from the shadow government of corrupt alliances, hidden, hidden people. They hide under carpets and rugs. Right, carpet. That's not a Roomba, it's George Soros. It's, they hide under carpets and rugs. You know, just because Melania hides from you under carpets and rugs doesn't mean that other people do that. It's unusual. Well, Kimmel, I wouldn't say that Trump has nothing else to say, even though he already did say something a lot at the gala, the Young Republicans gala, that is, which you already covered. But he just doesn't want to go to jail. He's just finding ways to get out of it. And of course, one of the other ways is trying to become the president of the U.S. of A for his, uh, whatchamacallit, the so-called uh, presidential immunity. Now, speaking of getting away, uh, Trump has another thing in mind. You know the NFT cards that he had last year? Well, he had something else, and I know Fallon has this one to cover. Some more big news. I read that in former President Trump's election interference trial, the special counsel Jack Smith plans to use Trump's cell phone data as evidence. Yep, they were able to open Trump's phone by doing face ID on a pumpkin. And in the data on his phone, they found that Trump spent 105 minutes on email, 380 minutes on phone calls, and over 90 hours on Domino's pizza track. <laughs> yep, Trump's dealing with a lot of legal issues, but based on the announcement he made earlier today, it looks like he's only focusing on the important stuff. Check this out. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. Purchase 47 digital cards and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now famous mugshot. And it was a great suit. Believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up and you're going to get a piece of it. Right now, Nikki Haley is like, how am I losing to this guy? I, who are taking these polls? Uh, they're going to cut Trump's suit into pieces. So right now, there's only 870,000 cards available. Well, 
by the time those 870 cards disappear, uh, they're probably not gonna get received or maybe they're probably gonna get duped or better yet, maybe they will get received or who knows. Anyways, also, I'd like to thank uh, Fallon for reminding me of one topic about uh, the phone evidence that Jack Smith is going to use. Of course, it, phone is also one of the biggest evidence in all the mysteries and all the lawsuits and the trials and not the civil lawsuits, not the civil trials, but the trial of all the trials. So if you have nothing to hide, just give it to them. They'll find it. But if you have something to hide and, you know, you found the pictures or documents that they should not be, you're in big trouble now. That's uh, definitely a guaranteed jail time. Now, after this brief ad, we're going to get to that uh, quarantine while segment where Stephen Colbert finally breaks silence on how he got ruptured appendix, which caused him to become a no-show in the last two weeks of The Late Show. Now, we can finally stay tuned, folks. It's late into game night. You've played everything. It's time for a game that'll challenge you mentally and emotionally. We do have one other game. Oh, what is it? Let's talk about Israel. No, it's not. Navigate your way through the Holy Land, stopping to pick up neutral talking points along the way. But if those talking points offend anybody... Obviously, this is all very complicated. Nice one, Dave. And I'm certainly no expert. Could have fooled me. But it just seems like the Israeli response is... disproportionate? You'll spend hours navigating this conversational minefield and having no fun doing it. Well, this conflict goes back a long, long way. Just nice and vague. But when one force occupies... Am I not allowed to say that word? I don't know. These rules are hard to follow. You might not know what you're talking about, but don't let that stop you from weighing in. I feel bad for anyone, anywhere who's uncomfortable about anything. Can you pass the hummus? Oh, you want to give Hamas a pass? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. That is not what he said. Just like the real conflict, this game may never end. The two-state solution. The violent escalation. Both sides. Talk about Israel. Not fun for the whole family. From the makers of Daddy's Cheating on Mom. I don't ever want to play this game again. Season 4 on our regular weekend 
And now let us get into that quarantine segment. It is the quarantine version of Meanwhile called... Quarantine While. Quarantine While. Everybody knows what happened to Stephen Colbert in the last two weeks on why he wasn't there and canceled all of his shows in the next two weeks. I mean, last two weeks. Well, because he had a ruptured appendix during the Thanksgiving week, of all places. And that's why he missed the last two weeks. And after his monologue, after their commercial break, the TV commercial break, uh, Colbert explained to his fans and the viewers at home why in God's earth would he fucking miss the last two weeks before the week of the week that they're gonna have a winter break, which actually, in some ways, this week that I'm doing right now is the final week before all the late night host gets into that winter break. Now, again, here is Colbert's explanation of why he missed the last two weeks of the late show. So here's 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 uh, here's kind of uh, briefly what happened last uh, as, as, as I mentioned before uh, last time I was doing the late show uh, almost three weeks ago I had to get an emergency surgery for a ruptured appendix and um, here, here's what happened we had a really great show the night before with David Letterman we had a wonderful time with Dave what a joy to have him here um, I was feeling high. But then I got home and I was not feeling great. And I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I might have caught something from Dave's beard. And, <laughs> and I woke up uh, the next morning just in abdominal agony. And I figured the pain would go away. You know, it would just sort of, it would pass. So I decided to do the show that night. How bad could it be? Turns out, extremely bad. <laughs> Now, for those of you who don't know, and I have this friend of mine, Maris Cardino, sent this to me. This is uh, this is what a healthy appendix looks like right there. That's it. That that thing right there is the appendix. OK, but by uh, taping time that day, my appendix looked uh, like this. <laughs> now, I, I didn't know it was my appendix and I didn't know that it had burst even though the pain uh, just got off the charts by the time I made it to stage that night. Uh, I did the show. I did two shows. It was a two-show night because yep. we did two show nights so people could have an extra day off for the holidays. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we'd already been out for five months uh, during the strike and I'd already missed a week for COVID, and most importantly because I am an idiot, I said, <laughs> let's just do the show. <laughs> um, but it also, you know, proves that I'm kind of brave. <laughs> The pain was manageable. It only hurt when I moved and when I didn't. And I held it together for two monologues and two second acts and then a long interview with Bradley Cooper because there is no pain when you're lost in those baby blues. But here's the thing. The moment I was not prepared for, and I want to start off by saying I love this man, was the cooking segment I did with Jose Andres. Because yeah. at the end of it, he spontaneously grabbed me to dance with him afterwards. Now, keep in mind, I, I don't want to get too technical here, I was dying. <laughs> also, to be completely clear, I didn't, I didn't tell Bradley, I didn't tell Jose, no one had any idea. Jose did have, had no idea how I was feeling. There was no way he could have known it, that at that point, 
my insides had become what the Spanish call paella. <laughs> so we, we finished the show. I've got a raging fever. I'm shaking like a Polaroid picture with the DTs. I get in the car and my driver, Pablo, who I've known and worked with for 15 years, said, Mr. Colbert, I really think I should take you to the hospital. And I said, no, I just need to go to sleep. I just need to go home. And then Evie calls me. She says, Stephen, I really think Pablo should take you to the hospital and I'll meet you there. And I said, no, honey, I just, I just need to go to sleep. I just, I, just, I, just, I just need to go home. Five minutes later, Evie calls me back and says, um, Pablo's going to take you to the hospital. I'm going to meet you there. And I said, that's a really good idea. That's a really, really good thing. scanned me it turns out my appendix had already burst uh they said when they opened me up it was like they had shot john wick five down there <laughs> they got to take out the appendix then they got to clean everything out and i don't want to go into too much detail here but basically they go in there with a power washer and a shop vac just <laughs> <laughs> so my appendix burst um here here's the thing this thing this thing burst they don't know why appendix go bad because they don't know why they go good they have no idea what it does. All they know is at some point it just turns around to the pancreas and says, I bet I could kill this guy. <laughs> so, bet you five bucks. Bet you five bucks I could kill this guy. So they yank it out, uh, and I've been at home recovering ever since. Um, and quick note, I am not here to condone the use of morphine. <laughs> I'm just asking if anyone brought some tonight. They actually... They gave me morphine, and then they gave me Dilaudid. They gave me Dilaudid, and I was like, wait, that's what Samuel Coleridge was on. And then I started saying, you can, in the, in the actual room, I'm going, in Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome decree, where Alpha's sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man down to a sunless sea. And Evie's like, he's not hallucinating, he's always like that. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Anyway, it's been quite a journey. I want to thank the doctors and nurses at St. Barnabas Hospital who took such care of me. Dr. Troutman, Dr. Shaker, Dr. Sirocco. And of course, I want to thank everybody who reached out with well wishes, the world leaders, the presidents, the potentates, the stars of stage and screen, the musicians, the authors, the scientists. There are too many to name. You know who you are, and I'll never forget it. And to everyone who did not reach out, I know who you are, and I'll never forget it. Thank the people on this show. I want to thank the people on this show who truly went beyond the call of duty to get me through that taping and and, and propping me up. My stage manager right here, Mark McKenna, literally stood between me and the audience so I could weep into my script during commercial breaks. I want to thank Evie and the kids who have been amazing during my, my recovery and they've filled. You have been amazing. Filled the hole where my appendix used to be with love and you might be surprised that at the end here i'd like to thank my appendix because you giving me blood poisoning helped me lose 14 pounds <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you heard it here first appendicitis is the new ozempic well there you have it there was his explanation of why 
Colbert was absent in the last two weeks of his show. He had a ruptured appendix. And a good thing he listened to the doctors because if not, he would have had a little panic attack during his show like uh, Wendy Williams back in the days. But happy to see him back in action. Hopefully we get to see his animated Christmas special once again before the winter break, if that of course is gonna be possible. But I think it will. I don't know what the hell is gonna happen here. I mean, they have to cram like uh, me have to cramming all of my shit for the finals week. Which I know I'm already done with, and now this is my start of the winter break, and I'm wrapping up season four, starting today, and going off of January, before the spring 2024 semester of my time at Fresno State. But until then, folks, after this brief ad, we're gonna listen to a song, a parody of Piano Man by Weird Al Yankovic. So, don't go anywhere, folks. Have you found yourself in a little hot water and need a way out? Let George Santos help. Introducing the Santos Diversion Baby, the perfect tool for deflecting unwanted confrontation. Damn it, Sandy, are you eating my yogurt again? Enjoy. Here's how it works. When you're in trouble, simply contact Santos Diversion Baby, who will then overnight you a baby. When you're done, place it in the provided self-addressed box and mail it back to George Santos. It's that simple. Before you're sentenced for triple homicide, would you like to make a statement? Oh, I'm not guilty. Santos Diversion Baby. Warning, we have no idea where George Santos is getting all these babies. again after the brief ad right here on this Saturday edition of Random Stuff Season 4. Uh, it's also the start of my winter break. Now let's get into that parody. Like I said before, before we take a break, that Weird Al Yankovic did a parody of Piano Man by Billy Joel and now here it is. It's actually about Spider-Man. Here's the parody of Piano Man called Ode to a Superhero. Here's Weird Al Yankovic. There's evil doers to fight. 
friend of his who horns in on Mary Jane. But to his great surprise, it seems she prefers guys who can kiss upside down in the rain. Something went screwy, and before you knew, he was trying to kill everyone. Yankovic with a Billy Joel parody called Ode to a Superhero, 
which is about the first Spider-Man movie starring Tobey Maguire. It's kind of like, it's really like what he did with uh, Tasaka Begins when he parodied uh, Don McLean's American Pie, which is about the prequel, the start of the prequel Star Wars trilogy. Now, after this brief ad, we wrap up this episode up. So stay tuned, folks, on this Saturday edition of Random Stuff, Season 4. Just a few years ago, I came out with my smash hit clone, Manure. Manure, the new scent by Blake Shelton. And after settling a few Manure lawsuits, I've been on the hunt for a new scent. And thankfully, our new coach, Ariana Grande, inspired me. That's some kind of like nighttime camo. I like it. Nighttime camo should be the name of your cologne. Oh, I like that. In that moment, nighttime camo was born. What is day without the night? Nighttime camo. You can pick up my scent, but you can't see me. It's nighttime camo. The fragrance of the night. I'm on the hunt. And I've got you in my sights. Nighttime camo. Cloak yourself in Shelton. Where am I? Nighttime camo. The aroma that sneaks up on you. Nighttime camo. Made with only the finest ingredients. Wood chips, organic deer sweat, and just a hint of poison oak. Both silent and deadly. It's nighttime camo. Now you see me. Now you don't. Nighttime camo by me, Blake Shelton. The only fragrance that works as a cologne and an insect repellent. Take that, bug. scheduled weekend and of course winter break here so actually no no the winter break has already begun we're just getting started and we will conclude season four the way i regularly schedule it so good night folks